0: Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. Today's guest on the show is Phil Christie, band leader with The Bonk, an experimental band, for lack of a better word, who released their second album, Greater Than or Equal to The Bonk, this Friday, May 12th. I talked to Phil six years ago for the release of their debut album, The Bonk, seems to be a verb. You can go back and listen to it, it's TPOE sixty seven. Even all the way back then, it sounds like they had some of this record in the can. I don't think I need to tell you what might have delayed its release though, do I? <clears throat> the pandemic. Mainly comprised of tracks recorded at Big Skin Studio in Cork City in 2017 and Elfin Studios in Drumcondra in late 2018. Christie teamed up with a whole host of fellow musicians on this album including Neve Dalton on fiddle, Andrew Grant on clarinet, Ultron Lavery on organ and former O Emperor members Brendan Fennessy on percussion and guitarist Alan Comerford. That's alongside the regular Bonk members Jim Christie, Patrick Freeman, Philip O'Gorman, Dan Walsh and Robert Grant. Released via 3 you might have heard a couple of singles in the past while one of the tracks on the album, May Fain, came out in 2019. But like the first Bonk album, Greater Than or Equal To is one that slowly reveals itself on repeated listens. It's one that gets under your skin and stays there. And if you can't tell, I think it's an absolutely brilliant release. Of course, as a member of O Emperor, RIP, I had to ask Christy about his former band and their choice prize win in 2019 because I haven't talked to any of the members since that win, I don't think, but they're all still making music, thankfully, so you'll get a little bit of an overview of what they're all up to. So we start off by talking about O Emperor and all that, some of the ideas underpinning the band, such as improvisation working with some of those musicians aforementioned. We talk about some of the in-between album EPs that Phil and the Bonk have done, all of which can be got at their Bandcamp page. And then we go through the new album track by track in the last 20 minutes or so. The interview was recorded in person at Phil's studio space in the centre of Dublin. I'm still doing a lot of Zoom interviews on the TBOE podcast, but this was a really nice one to do in person. I always really enjoy doing these in-person interviews. The Bonk have some live dates coming up, and as you'll hear me say during the chat, they're quite known for a live band. But does Phil enjoy that label? Stay tuned to find out. They're playing Manor Hamilton at Fulacht Fia on the 10th of May. That's today, if you're listening in time. They're doing the Roisin Dove in Galway on the 12th. Philgrimes Pub in their hometown of Waterford on the 13th of May. Levis's of ballad Hob on the 14th of May. Prim's Bookshop in Ginsale on the 18th. Crane Lane in Cork on the 19th. Kilkenny on the 20th of May. They're in Clears. All of those dates are with Maya Sophia. And then they're playing the Whale Theatre in Greystones on the 25th of May. Spirit Store in Dundalk on the 26th and The Sugar Club in Dublin on the 27th to round it out. Those latter three dates are with Elaine Howley as support. Let's listen to Future 87, a track off Greater Than or Equal to the Bonk, and we'll get into the chat. You'll hear some music from the EPs and a song that Phil put out under his own name that was released on Mute Tapes last October. You can get that on Bandcamp as well. Just go to Mute Tapes Label. bankamp.com and as well as all that you'll hear some cuts from the record during the chat and we'll play out with trying on oblivion so that's all coming up here's phil christie on the point of everything
1: there future 87 <laughs> so
0: if you don't mind we might start with o emperor your former band i don't think i've chatted to any of the former members of o emperor since he won the choice prize i don't know if you thought about it since that fateful day 3 or 4 years ago since since he won how do you look back on maybe the Choice Prize, maybe the whole pro- the project as a whole?
2: Funnily enough, I actually just listened back to the album again in the last couple of months. Um, just to make sure like you're not repeating yourself or anything? <laughs> it was just to kind of remember. It, it was kind of like the album was made in a very, like, kind of, we didn't obsess loads about it. We kind of had fun with it and kind of did it fast, even though the sessions were spaced out so by the time it was out basically it was kind of like still a bit of a mystery to all of us and we were kind of like okay we did that you know when your head's in something for so long and then since then it's kind of funny like there was a great reaction to it and I was kind of surprised by the degree to which people enjoyed it and kind of yeah because I felt like maybe it was a little bit opaque because it was coming from a place of our own crack you know but yeah people really enjoyed it so I just kind of went back and listened to it one of the evenings a couple of months ago just to be like yeah listen back with a, a bit of distance to it and I yeah really enjoyed it but like since then yeah we've still been playing together and doing different things so doesn't really feel like too much of a discontinuity between what's going on now and what was happening then either you know
0: yeah you're you're a couple of the emperor lads are on this new album aren't they yep
2: yeah. so brandon fantasy who played drums in a emperor he is on most of the tracks playing percussion wailing away on congas and and various things and he also yeah, no, he's he's just on percussion. I was going to say he engineered, but he didn't. He, no, he engineered one of the tracks on the su- on the album as well. And then Alan, the lead guitar player, played on one or two tracks as well. It's kind of hard to remember <laughs> because it's it's because the album is patched together from a few different sessions. I'm kind of like I can't go back to one moment in my mind. But Alan is on yeah, he's on a couple of the tracks. Playing slide on one, and then this yeah, there's one with the kind of three guitars on it are they are they the easiest
0: guys to collaborate with just like the oldest friends, the oldest like musicians that you've been playing with or 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 is it almost like is it a hindrance in a way maybe you know you kind of fall into the old traps almost
2: yeah um I suppose it depends what's going on i su- like th- there is a niceness i suppose I know when I'm playing for somebody else's project, there's a kind of a nice feeling where you go into a situation and you're just like given parameters to work within and you just kind of do this you know are you told don't do this yeah sometimes you know or or the the general the instructions could be more or less general or specific so i'd say the lads probably find it good crack to just come in and like it's not like we all have to kind of knuckle down and debate anything because it's just on me to be like you know this is the plan and it's on me to to call it when it something's good and when something's bad or whatever obviously there's input but like yeah i mean it's good fun in that way probably for them (laughs) for me it's like in the situation when you're kind of when you're the one directing sometimes it can be uh it can feel a little bit like daunting but it's it's good it's good crack it's great to see that all of O Emperor are still making
0: music like in the various guises i know brendan has a new project Mm. in the works hopefully coming out Soon I know Paul has Who's Your Man And yeah. Alan is playing with loads of guys as well So it must just be nice to see that you're all doing doing the same thing Like do you check in every now and again with each other
2: Absolutely yeah Yeah really enjoying Brendan's stuff The last of while he's got one song out I think And he's got a few others on the way So a, a, a couple of us worked on that stuff with him uh, The music for it I, I, I'm really enjoying what he's, what he's at And really looking forward It's kind of fun to see him be the front man of a project as well Mm -hmm. because he's you know he's really good at kind of um producing and kind of getting a bigger picture kind of like perspective on things but i think it's definitely something new for him to do uh, what he's doing which is kind of cool just to see people doing trying things and yeah i've been playing with paul as well collaborating with him on the who's your man stuff so i think alan also has an album that's in the works oh great yeah so it is it's cool you mentioned playing
0: with other people are there other acts as well that jump to mind that you've worked with in maybe the last year or something
2: different acts uh, apart from the lads yeah um, yeah I've been playing with a few different people most recently doing a bit with Junior Brother um, oh, class Yeah Were you on
0: his new 20 minute track that he put out there during the week? Yeah, yeah I recorded
2: a few parts for that Yeah, it was great It was great to be involved in it Some piece of work And yeah, actually He's going to do a tour in the UK So we're going to head off with him next week To play that song For the first time Which was a a bit of crack Um, (laughs) I like when
0: you say a bit of crack It could mean so many different things Yeah, yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's great like it's um it's it's a f- different way to learn. Yeah, it's it, it's been funny just learning something that's in that format at that length. But really cool. Um who else have I been playing with I'm trying to remember. like I I play a lot with Dan Dan Walsh so he kind of invites in collaborators with fixity at different stages. I'm trying to think who else. Who else have I been I, I can't really think of anybody else off the top of my head, but I am a space cadet, so I <laughs> might be uh, I might be leaving somebody out there.
0: And you're playing with new guys on this album as well, by the sounds of it. I think the press release, which I'll probably refer to a couple of times in the interview uh, Neave Dalton on fiddle, Andrew Grant on clarinet, organist Ultron, Alton Dalt, Alton Dalton, Ulton Lavery, yep, Br- uh, yeah, Brendan, Allen, and then you've got. The likes of the regular members, Jim Christie, Patrick Freeman, Philip O'Gorman, Dan, and Rupert. So tell me about like maybe working with the newer people, like Neve, maybe in particular on the fiddle.
2: Neve is great, and Neve Dalton. We would have known Neve for years from Waterford and from living in Cork, and she plays a a session with Jim, my brother, and they've done a they've a long standing session in the Abbey Tavern uh, in Cork. I would know Ulton from that as well. For the session, we we did one session up in Chris um, Barry's studio in Drumcondra, and we did a weekend there. Stephen Dunn was engineering, and that was the session that Neve was on. It was great. Like she was, she's just really intuitive player, really, just really relaxed, and yeah, we kind of ended up kind of putting the fiddle through an amp and just. Yeah, like it was a very much a kind of turn up on the day and we kind of blaze through what the plan is and she's just like, she's just really so capable, so ready to just go with it. Like you kind of know, I suppose, from years of collaborating with people, the energies that are going to be like, that are going to work together um, when you're kind of recording in those situations, especially when you're kind of like time limited. Neve's amazing. She's got her own music as well, and that she plays under Anna Palindrome. Okay, I think she's working on stuff for that. Um, Ulton is, yeah, Ulton. He's a fiddle player as well, but he plays piano, plays organ, plays baritone sax. He's a bit of a he's a bit of an all rounder. Just a really great player. He played on the last track on the album. It's called Needless to Say, and he he's he's playing organ on that and I'm playing the guitar. I think we recorded with organ guitar and drums. Yeah, so the organ is kind of doing the the bass part and that. So yeah, he's, he's he's again an amazing player, like really um just he's just one of these lads who's got so much hunger to play and to learn and to always be learning, um, which I really admire, but also just just got a great touch, great attitude. Yeah.
0: Is it a trad session in Cork that your brother and Niamh are involved in, is it?
2: They play all sorts of tunes. Like they would sing some trad tunes. They'd sing some English folk, American folk. It's kind of like, yeah, it's a bit of everything. Um, and I guess it depends on who turns up kind of <laughs> yeah. thing as well. Yeah, from week to week.
0: I, I guess trad is maybe the only genre you don't... I don't think I hear maybe in this new album. I don't know. Mm.
2: Yeah, um... I suppose it's not. Um, yeah, I, I haven't. It's probably not something that I would be consciously bringing to it anyway. Um, but even like
0: Niven Alton and your brother, like if they, oh like, yeah, like them all playing on it, would it almost like you know, would there be an undercurrent of it? That's what I'm. That's what I'm kind of wondering. But I don't think mm. now thinking about it, I don't think I hear much of it on the album. I don't think it's a. Uh, I mean, because genre doesn't seem to be something that you think about. In yeah, the bank, is it?
2: Um I suppose I would think about it, but I, I suppose you're always trying to kind of make something that maybe can't be so readily defined, categorized into yeah. that box or that box, but you know, um but yeah, like it, it, it folk music generally would definitely be an influence on the whole thing and A lot of the melodic kind of uh, ideas are, for me, I I think of them as hopefully being able to be sung and played in a a, a, in a folk form if if it needed to be you know that kind of way that it could stand up that way. But um, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe not particularly related to or referencing trad. Certainly not in this collection of songs, anyway.
0: Do you think about what the bonk? is in terms of like if one definable genre is what you don't want do you think about what it is that you do want from the project
2: um Is
0: that does that make sense
2: good question yeah <laughs> to, defi- to define it positively rather than negatively <laughs> um what do i i suppose i don't know if i have like i don't think that there's like a definite word that I can put on what it is that I'm trying to do. But I suppose I'm all, I'm always trying to get better at doing getting closer to what I think it should sound like, even though I don't know what that is yet. Do you know what I mean? Um. so I do have some kind of, I do have an idea of what I want it to be, but I don't necessarily have a word to put on it. And I find like the process of, making things is always an attempt to kind of get closer to that feeling.
0: It's kind of like you'll know it when you hear it sort of thing.
2: Yeah, or like I don't think and and like not that I don't think there's ever going to there's ever a point where you get to like the definitive thing either, but it's like enjoying the process of kind of approaching something and you're hopefully approaching that feeling that you have a little bit in a, in a little bit more of a mature way each time or something, but yeah, there's definitely like recurring kind of things that I'm interested in, like the kind of elements of rhythm, the elements of kind of polyrhythm and overlapping those kind of fields to kind of get this sense of just a, like a moment that just keeps going on. You know, that's, that's definitely a preoccupation. And also I kind of have a preoccupation with words and kind of how they're used and even the way we use them in Ireland. I kind of, that's just been a thing that has always been interesting to me personally. So it's kind of like the, there are things that you always come back to, you know, that kind of way.
0: The album, I don't think I've mentioned it. It's called Greater Than or Equal to the Bank. The first album is the bank seems to be a verb. I'm just thinking, do you have a whole list of album titles of like this is what the bank is, <laughs> this is what the bunk is? Do you have them all like laid out up to album like twenty?
2: <laughs> I, I I've definitely made a few lists on phones before of like various titles, but um, yeah, I, I I I love titles. I, I I I often like a title before anything else, just in like like I was saying in the sense of kind of words just leading things. Um, but no, I don't have any more ready to go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I suppose the, the the kind of titles of the things of the of the two albums today's kind of it, again it's that idea of not tying tying it down. I like the idea of. Kind of approximation
0: Yeah That's kind of what it sounds like Yeah, yeah. It seems to be It's ought, It's greater than or equal to
2: Yeah Yeah I'm, I'm a believer in a- approximation <laughs> And believing less and less in um, Accuracy
0: <laughs> <laughs> We talked uh, six years ago I think around the release of the first album Are you in a way maybe surprised That the project is still going That you're still invested in it maybe
2: Am I surprised No, I'm not surprised, but it's mad to think it's that long ago, really. Because, yeah, by the time that album came out, one of the sessions for this album was already done. And the next one was done the year after, so I'm just kind of surprised that it's taken this long. But it's kind of one of those things where whatever, like the COVID thing happened, and then also just, like, finance and getting to things just seemed to take this long. So yeah, it's surprising that these songs are only kind of seeing the light of day now, but I'm kind of hopeful that... Yeah, I mean, I just have loads of other things that I'd like to try, so I'm kind of just looking forward to having one thing off the chest and and, and moving on from there.
0: Was it a side project at the start to O Emperor? Or did you, like, maybe you knew that O Emperor was finishing, that this would be the main, your main... Vehicle, for lack of a better word,
2: no, i definitely didn't know that the band was gonna finish up at the point when I started. But I was kind of working away always on things that probably didn't fit within the format of the band. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess it was it was a it was a side project. I mean, musicians uh, hate that word, though, don't they? Yeah. Well, it, it, I was just gonna say it, it was a side project when it was when it was the less busy thing yeah and then when it's the more busy thing you kind of just focus on that so but yeah no it like it kind of it kind of fed in as well like i think the things that i was interested in different things and probably a lot of that fed into what was on jason as well like because it was more improvised in that album anyway so there's definitely a confluence of things going on and we'd always be kind of sharing what we're listening to and everything so not not a yeah it wasn't um it definitely wasn't a conscious kind of separation or anything mm.
0: and it seems like you just became like a really good word of mouth live band as well like i don't know do you see yourself more as a live band rather than studio is it something that you you think about as well because the songs go on like so long live when i've seen you in the past and it's just kind of like you almost get lost in it whereas the albums are like are they both less than half an hour sort of thing it feels like they could, they could almost be like double in length if you wanted them to be
2: yeah they're both i think they're both around half an hour yeah um them wanting more yeah i i guess um it's kind of like what works in the sense of li- sitting down and listening to an album and maybe that's um maybe my yeah my taste of in 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 what works for that comes across mm. but um the live thing is 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 funny um part of what i do like about it is the that there is kind of the structure of the songs allows for kind of allows for them to be expanded or or you know played in shorter forms they can be malleable in that way so I, 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 it is really enjoyable to play in that sense and everybody that's in the band is kind of there because we all enjoy each other's playing so That probably comes across, I know when I'm watching a band, it's nice to see people who are actively enjoying what's going on, rather than maybe just executing something. Just going through the steps. Yeah, which can be great as well. Um, But it's nice when you're executing it and kind of being surprised at the same time. And yeah, I I, I like that part of it anyway, myself. And that's part of why the band is the way it is, is to, to, to enjoy performance. Like I said, like hopefully like the way with the rhythms, the way they work, like every time you get into that space, it's kind of like you're you're kind of you're training your mind or your body into a kind of a very present place, which is just really enjoyable to share than performing with other people. But yeah, I, yeah, it's funny. Sometimes people are like, yeah, it's a freewheeling jazz band and it. Doesn't I, I? never think of it that way, really. But it's cool that people in, enjoy the live the live shows as much as we do. Yeah, because I mean, improvisational
0: improvisational is kind of one of the words that follow you around, I suppose, and it would follow Fixity around as well. Um, but I mean, when the tracks are about five years old or something like that, five or so years old, how much practice or remembering do you need? before going into a live show now i mean it's has it been a while since you guys have played
2: live um we've we were playing before christmas so okay. it's been a, a few months yeah
0: but like do you think about recreating these songs or is it just like a little bit of the song that you need to know and then you kind of pick it up from there
2: um, when you're on the stage well, it's funny because some of the songs that are on the album we only ever played t- two or three times like in the studio. So like I think it's like there's a song on the album called like How Shallow and that was something that we recorded and that I took away and changed and overdubbed things. So now I'm coming back to the lads with like a re-engineered jam that we that that they kind of have to learn again. <laughs> So there's some songs that we have played in the live set for a while and then there's some songs that are like that. But yeah, it, I, I think with improvisation it's always a case of like knowing something well enough that you're able to kind of wander around inside of it. You kind of have to know what the structure is fairly tightly in order to be able to do that. And to get uh, out of it as well. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So And then, yeah, the the idea is that you get to that point where you can be free and easy wandering around the song yeah so if it has been six years in between albums even though they were made quite closely
0: together it sounds like there were the couple of eps that you released in between the albums are almost newer than this current album are they yeah. i wanted to ask you about one of the tracks in particular Ten thousand steps off the songs for the meantime volume two mm-hmm. so it's, it's 12 minutes long we were talking about junior brother and you were saying how fun it'll be to play that 20 minute track I think 12 Minutes is the longest song track that's been released. Was that just something that happened? You didn't think about it? You didn't think like, I'm going to write a 12-minute song, see what happens?
2: Um, Well, actually, that was kind of... um, The song was recorded for um, a compilation that was um, originally... It was for... um, um, What was the name of the compilation? It's terrible. It was during it was during lockdown, and it was oh yeah, it was called European Endless, and it was they were kind of thinking that the compilation was kind of around this idea of the kind of motoric beat and that kind of krautrock tradition, and all the songs had to be twelve minutes. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh right. So so
0: that's kind of like a uh, parameter that's yeah. put on you. That's the kind of thing that you're aiming for. So.
2: Yeah. So that was it. Was really cool. Sometimes like somebody just giving you parameters is just what you what you want and what you need to to kind of surprise yourself yeah I really enjoyed that but it's it, it, you know it, it is kind of like it's kind of still in the same vein it, it, you know I, I guess it's still in the same vein as, as the other kind of songs that we do it's like based around this kind of ostinato bass pattern that kind of builds up and builds up and layers of rhythm over one another so yeah it, it was it was really fun to, to stretch out that format and see see what where it goes i, I really like that recording as well again one of those things that was just done quite quickly and then you you, you you know so you don't feel like you've become sick of it by the time it's done you know <laughs>
0: How do you see those EPs maybe kind of in terms of the album? Do they kind of point towards what you're planning next for The Bonk? Are you even thinking ahead for what that sound is?
2: The meantime, volume one thing was like during lockdown and I was just recording everything myself. So it was kind of like, yeah, that was kind of the param- That was Those were the parameters there, I guess, like using all the instruments that I could use and also just kind of taking the opportunity to get better at mixing and things like that. And they were kind of pop songs. I don't know, it just felt like doing a few short song, more song like things. And actually, uh, the next project is a little bit more song based again, and maybe more going back to ideas like the lyrical things being more central. In the couple of projects that are that are in the works but not specifically in that pop direction maybe but yeah
0: this new album that you've got coming out it sounds like it started in big skin which studios in cork which was uh Emperor's studio up uh york street wasn't it that really steep hill Mm -hmm. um yeah uh like how much of the album is actually like can can you hear that studio on this album or is it very much just the bare bones of like a couple of tracks in it?
2: Um
0: Let me think. I'm going way back. <laughs> we're going back ages.
2: Yeah, there is um three songs. Four songs on the on the record that were recorded there. But uh, it, it, it it's actually like the the york street studio w- went um i can't remember maybe it was 2018 and then we got a new space in the lee road in cork so that's like the new big skin um studio and uh yeah i think so nearly half the album was recorded in that session and you can because the songs that were recorded there are tend to be the like the liver sounding ones they were like recorded with everybody in the room and so you do get a sense of that room itself which is nice yeah so we had the kit and the percussion and all the guitars and this organ here as well actually the one this yeah that that guy was um all set up and yeah there's like on the second and third tracks on the album you can kind of hear it's like a roomier vibe and actually recorded on this thing as well it's a tape um, quarter inch tape that's um, analog job. so yeah yeah so th- that was that session and then we did a di- digital session as well um, the one in Chris's studio we did to Pro Tools so it was kind of a mixture of a couple of different formats but yeah yeah like that that, that studio was a, a, a big part of it. and still uh, still go down you know uh, actually the the last track as well the one that I said Alton played on needless to say that was also recorded there in a separate session. So still very much a base.
0: We might try and talk through some of the songs, but I'm very aware that like it is six years old. Well it's almost like a test of your uh your memory. Will you be able (laughs) to remember, like distinguish in between um all of the songs. So we'll we'll run through them and we'll see how we go. The opener is called I'm in there. Was that the obvious opener that you wanted to, to go with?
2: Yeah. That was an experiment I just I, I basically kind of recorded all these the theremin lines there's like 6 or 7 theremin lines in it and I just did a big big block of them and then I the first day that we were recording with in Chris's place Jim just improvised a take along to those so it, that was basically the starting point what would happen if you had this really unmoving block of kind of pads of of the taramins and then the drums and just wanted to see what would happen with the two sounds and basically what happened with those two sounds kind of just gave rise to the structure and ended up yeah it ended up just feeling like an opener kind of a a gliding in rather than a a plunging into the (laughs) album it's more of a it's more of a glider seems like there's a big jazz undercurrent as well in there too is there um that's what? another word that follows another genre that you know people yeah. would, would throw at you. It, uh, it's a funny one. I, I wouldn't have thought as much. I, I, it wasn't in my on my mind at least that way. But there 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 are the kind of there's a lot of saxophone interjections. But yeah, I wasn't thinking so much about about that. It was more just playing with texture. Like there's kind of it was just like trying to play with texture. There's like really low growly synth kind of thing as well and yeah it was kind of an opportunity just to try those relationships between static things really moving things with the drums and and then just different textures it was uh that was the idea future 87 is the second track
0: does that mean anything i was trying to think does it mean anything other than maybe like the year you were born or something um
2: well yeah it I mean, does do the lyrics mean anything? The title, anyway. The title was, I got, I just got that from looking at the the motorway signs or the highway signs in America, when the road is turning into the you know the route eighty seven or Delta, Delta, there's a sign that says future eighty seven or whatever, and I just thought that was a funny way to say that. But yeah, the song is kind of like. I I just remember being a kid and not being able to imagine being a certain age. So I I, I kind of used to have these morbid thoughts that I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to die, you know, before I get to that age. (laughs) Because I couldn't imagine it. I thought it wasn't possible. And that's the way, that's where the kind of, that's where that came out of.
0: It's the first track that has lyrics as well. I mean, you mentioned earlier about, how you think about them some sometimes it almost feels like they're buried in the mix i'm wondering like how much effort or thought goes into them that sounds really bad like as if you're not putting any effort into it but like i mean do you kind of think of it as almost a a rhythm line or do you think like this is the focus because you know lyrics are kind of the focus for so many bands but it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like they are for the punk you can totally disagree though no no (laughs)
2: it's, it's cool um they kind of are a focus for me, to be honest. But I, I, I do think of them. I, I think of the lyrics often as like, uh, in terms of their sound, like how they actually, how the actual syllables sound, and yeah, that that's rhythmically, but also just as a texture. So like, it is a rhythmic layer for me. But I, I, I do. I, I'm, in, I'm into them, and I take I take my time over them but they are kind of oblique and I get that. So, yeah, I'm kind of just interested in the sound of them and how the sound of them is related to the sound of other things rather than telling a story or... You know, necessarily, sometimes there are stories in there, but, yeah, I'm interested in the meaning, where the meaning and the sound kind of cross over.
0: How shallow is the next track? It sounds like a lot of the, a lot of the songs kind of come from jams, and I'm thinking this is maybe one of those tracks. Is it? Am I right in thinking that? Yep. And how does that work? Because could you have picked like any five-minute segment of the jam, or, or are you taking like this part and then working on it further?
2: Yeah. So basically, that the that's based off a rhythm section loop. So the rhythm section, I, I took uh, there was a there was a long jam, and I just kind of zoned in on this this groove between the bass and the drums, and then I overlaid everything else uh, on top of that. So yeah, that's kind of like all the, the 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 keyboards and the vocals and all those melodies are written kind of almost scribbled on top of uh, the, the the rhythm section loop between the bass drums, and maybe there was percussion. Ace drum's percussion at the base of it, yeah. Is that how all of the songs on the album kind of come from? Or are they just kind of culled from longer jams? There's a couple that are maybe like that. Future 87 was written over the jam, and and that, that, how Shallow was as well. The rest of them are actually quite written beforehand. Apart from the first track, like I said, that was kind of a dual kind of um, improvisation between myself and Jimmy. Yeah, everything else was kind of written actually as songs and arranged pretty pretty tightly, actually. yeah.
0: I know that O Emperor did work like this for Jason, jamming and then kind of taking it from that. Is that kind of when it began for you, that kind of thinking about the recording or making of a track from
2: like calling from a jam um, or, or had it
0: been around for longer?
2: Yeah, I think I would have I think I would have done that on the first album a bit as well. Um the first bunk album. First uh, Bonk album, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I think that was all that album was also a mixture of fairly composed things and then editing jams. The jams weren't so edited on that one, but yeah, kind of I suppose it's something that even with O emperor we probably would have done for a long time. Be big fans of like Can and always interested in the way that they would have done that, like they would have kind of had minimal setups with microphones maybe two in the room and generate a load of material and then work on editing that and, and going from there so we, yeah, there's been an interest in that kind of process for a while between all of us I think
0: I was listening to How Shallow, like, with my headphones in earlier this morning on the way here. Just the way that the kind of the bass and the drums are almost at a different tempo to everything else. It's almost a disorientating song, disorienting song. Yeah. As yeah. Well, that was, like, a plan. Was that something that you kind of built on?
2: Yeah, that was, um, yeah, the bass and the drums are kind of, I think, I, I think the the bass is maybe doing a five rhythm or something. But, yeah, that's. It's kind of an extreme example of the of the rhythmic layering. And then when the song itself comes in, the, the melodic and chord movement, it's kind of in a different space again. It's that idea of repetition, but never exact repetition. So that like there are patterns, but the, the way they fall on each other is kind of different at each moment. And so that kind of keeps you, or at least the idea is to keep you kind of suspended so, yeah, it is that kind of disorienting effect.
0: Like as a listener, you're almost like, is this going to, is this going to all fall apart almost?
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think it kind of, at the end, it kind of, <laughs> it does like just disintegrate in with the, the way it ends, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's nice to keep, it, it kind of maintains, um, it maintains a tension for a mm, long time. Tension, yes, that's that's the word
0: as well. Algebra is the next track. It kind of starts on organ, does it? Is it organ keyboards? Can you remember?
2: I think it's uh, bass, guitar and drums. And then there's a little synth that comes in. Oh, okay, okay.
0: just like as band leader like how much instruction are you giving to the players we talked about maybe the parameters are telling them what what to do earlier is it kind of like you can use whatever instruments you want or this particular track we're only using this stuff
2: usually i'd kind of specify what to use yeah on that song it was kind of there was very simple melodies so like there's the main melody that's kind of like a descending and descending a kind of it's like a little seesaw goes down and goes back up again, and that was the kind of main idea to start with and then it, it just has a little variation at the end and um yeah, it was kind of just like getting a feeling across along with that kind of seesaw i don't know that seesaw melody effect, and it, yeah it's it's a real simple it's a real simple piece. Also just in, enjoy the texture again of that. There's just a nice space, you can kind of hear the room. We got some like really, there's a real big hiss in the middle, which I really like, it's like a, there's a little break where there's like a flute playing and it's just kind of noise, hissy noise, so yeah, it, it's, again it's another one of those that's just trying to kind of capture a, a, a mood
0: you kind of like the imperfections on albums as well, I'm guessing. So you like the, like, hearing the hands go up and down the guitar and stuff like that. You don't want a perfect recording.
2: Depends what it what you're going for, but yeah, often I do like the the um, what do they call them? Process artifacts. Oh, uh, is that the technical <laughs> term? I've heard somebody say that before, anyway. But uh, it sounds good, anyway. I'm saying that with my tongue on <laughs> my cheek, but uh, yeah, no, I do. I, I, I it's nice to sometimes. I, It's nice to hear a record and hear how it's a record of the time that happened, you know, rather than too airbrushed. Depends what the music is, though. And like, I'm I'm totally into really clean records as well and probably will, you know, decide to do do things differently, you know, at various points. But yeah, the
0: stars look great. We're into the second half of the album now. Anyway, it seems almost dreamlike to me, or that's the word I have written down now. Is the album kind of recorded at night? Or is it are all of these jams like after hours of being together and it's just like you've kind of relaxed into it a little bit?
2: Yeah, I know what you mean about that one.
0: You're not going into the studio and five minutes later you're like, This is gonna be great now, I'm gonna press record. I'm gonna have like the next Um The next take is the one after five minutes.
2: Yeah, well, I think that one was the basic track for that was recorded probably like the second or third time that the band had been shown like we learned the song in the studio but it was during the day and played it and maybe that's like take two or something and then there's overdubs on that i guess it's just the the nature of the the washy kind of textures and the the way that the the melody moves kind of gives it some sort of a dreamier vibe or something. The dreaminess, I think, is uh, it, 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 it's not so much from um, maybe it's just like <laughs> the sound of people trying to just just get through <laughs> the structure of the song, because it's another one of those where the rhythm is tricky. The groove is tricky to keep going when certain layers come in over on top of it. Um, so there's a certain element of kind of getting into the zone to be able to do it, basically. May Fane
0: is an old track. I think was that released like a year ago or something. Was and was that on the album? You know, five years ago. Is that one that you've been that was actually on as released
2: well? as a single? Yeah, on, in t- 2019. I oh,
0: 19! Wow, three years S- ago. Or four yeah, years ago.
2: Yeah. So that was gonna be the single before the album came out before COVID happened. <laughs> yeah, it it still kind of just makes sense in this collection. I'm kind of like a bit obsessive about what things sit sit beside each other and uh, yeah this definitely forms kind of part of what, what the feeling was around these kind of tracks and probably more of a, an indication about like the yeah just the words the word kind of the obsession with words and just you know yeah zoning in on that in an almost ridiculous way
0: Only, the Only is only 72 seconds long, just a kind of a guitar riff. I never know what to ask artists about these kind of interludes or something. I mean, like, do you feel anything particular about it? Or was it just like, uh, this will be a funny lead into the last song? I mean, like, it, it. I mean, do you have much to say about it?
2: The shortness of it?
0: Yeah, just kind of like the track in general.
2: Yeah, I love that song, to be honest. Um, do you see it as a song, like, or do you just see it as a... Totally. A way to another thing? I totally see it yeah. as a song. Yeah, I, I I suppose, like, yeah, like... I really like short formats, you know? I really like brevity, and it, 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 it's interesting to me in all sorts of kind of compositions to just be limited to a very short space of time. I, I suppose I, I, I enjoy the fact that, to me, it feels like a tune, and then it's that short. It's kind of, I suppose in the tradition in some ways of like garage, garage rock from the sixties where you would have those kinds of tunes that are just, I don't know, um, the Sonics or something, you know, where it's just like a minute and a half of belting it out. Yeah. And that's it. And yeah, it's just, it's a really condensed energetic feeling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I guess with interludes in general, one of the words that I would think of would be kind of throwaway, but the track isn't throwaway at all. I'm guessing. Is it? I mean, like, you still spend loads of time at that even though it's only seventy
2: two seconds I'm guessing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That was um just written thinking about the whole incel developments oh. and getting freaked out about that. And so a lot of the yeah, aggression and stuff in it is kind of trying to Yeah, just just getting freak freaked out by the level of 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 aggression and the weirdness of that whole social development. So yeah, no, I, like it was just attending to it. Like all the other ones in really. Yeah.
0: Okay. Interesting. Needless to say, then the closer we got there, we made it through all of the tracks. You've mentioned this a couple of times. Is it like one that kind of stands out to you as kind of an accomplishment? Um, is it like the most precious of your, of your, eight or nine babies on the album
2: um I, I don't see it as more precious or anything um i suppose i like the brevity of it again i like the economy of of just the words and using them in permutations so so the lyrics just kind of there's just those f- four words and then it's permutations of those words so i i enjoyed inj- i enjoyed that part of it Johnny Hodges is the, the the sax player with Duke Ellington's band and it's kind of got this really like syrupy riff that I, I really enjoy. That was one that just came together quickly, was written very quickly and yeah, I like it. I li- I, I it's nice there's, there's some nice vocal things going on as well, some nice vocal harmony clusters that I that I enjoyed putting together, but it just seemed like a nice closer and it's not getting any special treatments, but uh, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, you also really, like we
0: talked about the other EPs you did with, as The Bonk um, in between the albums. You also released a track as Phil Christie last mm-hmm. year on Mood Tapes, uh, a, fric- a fricative speech sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the first time that you've recorded a track under your own name? And, it is. Yeah, yeah. And why Why do that? Could it e- have easily been The Bonk?
2: Yeah um it's, I, a, it's a mad song as well Like I was listening to it this morning It's, it's a funny song <laughs> It's so fun I'm gonna do this once more The song is about how I learned to say two sounds inside my mouth
1: <laughs> Palato. A Africato what I want to tell you about you about it wasn't always that I knew about all the Africa dev sound take it easy. now the articulation it's often coronal yes it's often coronal you got it right and in english we have two affricate phonemes they go ch 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 Yeah,
2: it the song itself is kind of like, you know, auto-fiction or autobiographical or something. So it's kind of about me more specifically. And uh, I don't know. I don't know why it just felt like uh, putting it out under my own name. Like, it's kind of handy as well to just be able to maybe... Because you, you end up writing things that maybe don't necessarily fit in beside other... Things that come from the Bonk project, and so I I was just like, "Yeah, this." It felt like a, it felt like a fresh beginning point for something else, whatever that is going to be. And I've got some ideas that kind of go off down that route as well. So I was kind of just leaving it open to explore those kinds of things a bit later, maybe.
0: And how do you feel uh, of uh, greater than or equal to the Bonk now as a whole? Like looking back six years ago on it and looking back now, does it still feel like fresh? Have you listened to it like lately in the run up to the release? Just so. I mean, you still remember all the tracks, which is. Yeah. Know, yeah. Good. They all um, stand out to you. So that's good.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess I've been close to it in like the mastering and like we got the test pressings back of the record. So I had a few listens to them just to, you know, obviously there was making sure that it was just all working. But yeah, when I listened to the test pressings, it was funny. I listened to it with Phil O'Gorman, who plays guitar on the record, uh, my cousin. He was kind of saying, like, and I kind of tend to agree that it's, it kind of doesn't give much away. Like it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite restrained, and uh, I like that about it. We actually have lo- like, see, we have loads of songs that are recorded from loads of different sessions. And so, so, like you said, like it, it often gets mixed up between what's new and what's old, but it, it, I like the way it all sits together. And, um, yeah, there's still moments on it. That, like, the, the moments that excited me about it the first time around are still kind of doing it for me. That's kind of as much as I can ask for. Yeah, and then, you're, you're, you're like, you're always interested to, to see how people will hear, but, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with, with the result
0: cool um looking forward to hearing it live final final question is more just uh we'll do an elaine howley appreciation corner just you've got her supporting in dublin and in dundalk i think yeah. as well on tour i'm presuming that you're just a huge fan of elaine in general and the album that she put out last year
2: yeah i've known elaine for years and years like and we we're actually in the same class in college oh wow yeah so would have known elaine and call but yeah, no, I I I I I caught her gig with Ethanessa Francis there last year in Wheelands, and uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I really I I really love the format of what she's doing, and um, it's great it's great to hear her doing her her own songs. Uh, I've just been really enjoying it. it. It's it's funny, like it's yeah. There's something there's something about the the kind of the real songiness of it as well with this the setup with the the tapes and the loops and then just the singing that i really like just the whole the whole presentation of it and everything it's 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 really great so yeah looking forward to getting able, getting to see that you know live again a couple of times in a row and kind of just you know dig a bit harder on it when you see it a few times you can kind of get into the nuances of it live
0: yeah i'm looking forward to that as well looking forward to seeing you guys play live as well i think i can't remember the last time that i saw you but i'm looking forward to to seeing how it goes and uh yeah thanks for the chats thanks for chatting through the new album and best luck with it
2: thanks all